Hello, and welcome to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 24th. I am your host, Mr. Miller. This podcast will cover a number of topics that happen on this date in history. Please visit the podcast webpage at thishappentoday.buzzsprout.com. There you can download the notes page, which will help you organize the information as well as develop your own ideas on how these events change the world around us. If you are interested in hearing more, please consider subscribing so you will not miss out on what happens tomorrow in history. In 1989, the Exxon Valdez, a 987-foot oil tanker, ran aground on a reef and ripped holes in its hull, spilling crude oil into Alaska's Prince William Sound. The tanker spilled over 200,000 barrels of oil, or more than 11 million gallons of crude oil, leaving a 5-mile slick, making it one of the largest and most devastating environmental disasters at sea. After three months, when environmentalists and biologists did a study, it was found that nearly 250,000 seabirds, 3,000 sea otters, 300 harbor seals, 250 bald eagles, and up to 22 killer whales died as a result of the spill, and the fish stocks in the area were also devastated due to the oil. The oil tanker, Exxon Valdez, had just entered Alaska's Prince William Sound after departing the Valdez Marine Terminal full of crude oil. At 12.04 a.m., the ship struck a reef, tearing open the hull and releasing 11 million gallons of oil into the environment. Initial responses by Exxon and the Alaska Pipeline Company were insufficient to contain much of the spill, and a storm blew in soon after, spreading the oil widely. Eventually, more than 1,000 miles of coastline were fouled, and hundreds of thousands of animals perished. Exxon ended up paying billions in cleanup costs and fines, and remains tied up in court cases to this day. The captain, Joseph Hazelwood, was acquitted of being intoxicated while at the helm, but convicted of a misdemeanor charge of negligent discharge of oil, fined $50,000, and sentenced to 1,000 hours of community service. Though the oil has mostly disappeared from view, many Alaskan beaches remain polluted to this day. Crude oil is still buried just inches below the surface. In 1900, work on the New York subway began in the first section from City Hall to the Bronx, Financed by the issue of rapid transit bond issued by the City of New York and because no company was willing to take the risk of such a large project, they decided to build the subway itself by subcontracting with the IRT who ran the elevated railways in the city to equip and operate the subways, sharing the profits with the city and guaranteeing a fixed five-cent fare. Construction of New York City's first subway line began with a contract between Rapid Transit Construction Company in New York City on February 21st of 1900. The contract worth $35 million and built upon a winning bid by John B. McDonald and financing by August Belmont gave the Rapid Transit Construction Company, later called the Interborough Rapid Transit Company, the right to all tracks they build in a 50-year operating lease. The length of the lease is a sign of the high expectations for the new subway system, although many New Yorkers had their doubts that the potential risks of riding in the subway, such as tunnel collapses and tuberculosis from the underground air, would outweigh the advantages. The first line of the New York City subway was built using the cut and cover process, open excavation, blasting, and brute work by men with pickaxes at night, followed by removal of debris during the day. Several obstacles hindered construction and required rerouting, including sewer and water lines, gas and electric mains, natural bedrock, building foundations, the Columbus Monument, and occasional basements and bank vaults. While accidents did happen during the construction process, the New York Times reported only three serious ones, causing a total of 16 deaths and 125 injuries. These obstacles made the project's completion four years after its inception quite impressive. The completed first line opened on October 27, 1904, to the immense excitement of the public. 150,000 of whom would ride it by the end of the day. The line ran a total of 9.1 miles from City Hall in Lower Manhattan to 445th Street in Broadway in Harlem, and it featured 28 stops including Times Square, 
the Grand Central Terminal, at 2.35, Mayor George McClellan controlled the first train, filled with contractors, investors, and employees of the Interborough Rapid Transit Company. The line opened to the public at 7 p.m. that day, cost a nickel to ride, and would soon become a daily part of life for newly minted subway commuters. In 1965, a live broadcast from the Ranger 9 Moonlander is shown on television as it hurtled into its destruction on the moon's surface. Ranger 9 was the last of the moon probes sent in which they were deliberately aimed at the surface of the moon to take as many images as possible before being destroyed on impact and the first one fitted with a camera that could create film suitable for use on domestic televisions. Ranger 9 was the last of the Ranger series of spacecraft launched in the 1960s to explore the moon and was designed to image and impact the moon's crater Alphonsus, which was thought to be the site of a recent lunar volcanic activity. Unlike its predecessors, Ranger 9 pointed its cameras directly in the direction of travel, yielding stunning photographs of the lunar surface. Data from the mission dramatically improved scientists' understanding of the moon's mass and led to the discovery that the moon's center of mass is displaced from its geometric center. You have been listening to the This Happened Today in History podcast for March 24th. I thank you for listening and I hope that you have enjoyed learning about historical events from the past. Thank you to the following websites for their information regarding today's topics. ThePeopleHistory.com, the Exxon Valdez oil spill at TheAtlantic.com, New York Subway at TopViewNYC.com, and the Ranger 9 Lunar Probe at JPL.NASA.gov. The music used as the background track for this podcast is Americana, created by Kevin McLeod on Incompetech.com. If you enjoyed this information and would like to hear more, please consider subscribing, as this will keep the historical events in your feed in the morning for each day. I hope you have a great day.